With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Both Sides of the Prescription with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. Both Sides of the Prescription brings together Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron to discuss pertinent medical issues from both an alternative and traditional medicine perspective. So now, please welcome the hosts of Both Sides of the Prescription, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. Welcome, everybody, to both sides of the Prescription Radio Show. I am your host, Dr. Megan Kirschling, and I am joined tonight by my co-host, Dr. Ron Kirschling, on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. Tonight, we're going to talk about a very specific subject of brain health and all different aspects of sort of brain and nervous system health, uh, prevention, uh, how to maintain the health, brain health throughout life, things that you can do uh, in order to make sure that your brain is working throughout your lifespan. So something I think obviously is very pertinent and important to our listeners and for people to know. So before we get into the conversation, let us take a second to tell you a little bit more about our I am Dr. Megan Kirschling, and I have a background in both allopathic and alternative medicine, um, and I've been trained as a traditional nurse practitioner and also as a alternative chiropractor and nutritionist. Um, for my years of clinical practice, uh, really incorporating both aspects of medicine and health, I've realized that it really is important that we look at both sides of the prescription and both sides of medicine, that really both air arenas have something to offer uh, patients and individuals. And I've really made it a passion to teach and educate about all the different aspects of health, wellness, and medicine. And so I wanted to have these kinds of conversations, these kind of topics and discussions. And I thought, who better to have them with than my own father, Dr. Ron Kirschling. Well, good evening, Megan. Um, a little bit about myself. I am a traditionally trained medical physician. Uh, I've been in clinical practice over 30 years now. Uh, my initial specialty was in internal medicine, but I've done specialty training in medical oncology, hematology, and palliative medicine. I deal primarily with uh, cancer patients, and this group as a whole has a very high interest in complementary therapies, alternative therapies, and nutrition. 
Of course, I've watched Megan's uh, path as she's gone from traditional nursing to nutritional chiropractic um, to being a certified nurse practitioner in women's health. And uh, I've been very impressed with her passion for discovery. And uh, both of us have shared clinical interest, including uh, experiencing new medical specialties such as functional medicine. I share with her a desire for inclusiveness in caring for patients. And this show is not meant as a statement of certainty, but a venue to bring topics for examination and discussion on, um, on both sides of the prescription. And I think that the conversation that we're going to have tonight is a really interesting one because when we talk about brain and brain health, uh, I think obviously it's something that everybody uh, sort of is interested in because we all want to keep a high level of cognitive function. We all are very protective of our brains. Um, and so obviously I want to say that when we talk tonight that a lot of this is things that you can do and incorporate and discussions. But if you are having any kind of medical concerns or conditions to please obviously seek the health help of a professional. Yeah, I think, I think maybe there are two aspects of this, Megan. I think one is um, that I think everyone, as you mentioned, is probably very interested in wellness from the standpoint of brain health. But I th- um, I think it's also probably true that there's more and more concern that we're seeing more uh, neurodegenerative ge- diseases and uh, conditions that can be associated with uh, brain health. Uh, of course, this doesn't reach my practice, I think, probably to the degree that it reaches your practice. Well, and just to give some statistics, because I think that it's sort of interesting to see how much this really does um, touch sort of everyone's life. Uh, we are seeing a steady rise on even if we look at prescription drugs. So I think that this conversation really will encompass, you know, the name of the radio show, which is beyond the prescription and talking about some of these conditions. But when we talk just about some of these conditions and the rise of them, um, you know, antidepressants and sort of mood um, altering drugs are the number two prescribed drug um, in our country. Uh, And the use of antidepressants has actually tripled in the last decade. And so when we talk about brain and brain health and brain function, a lot of things do go into that, including, you know, obviously protecting the brain, um, but then also neurotransmitters and the chemicals that um, alter our brain. And one thing that's sort of a powerful message for me is that there is a lot of control over this with diet and lifestyle because everything we eat, every thought we have, every person that we surround ourselves by in our environment, all of that turns into a chemical message in our body and in our brain. So I think it also will be a message of empowerment tonight too. Hmm. That's an interesting point that um, when we look at an issue like this, it really is something that can be impacted by almost uh, everything that we do, the people we associate with, and certainly what we put into our bodies. Mm-hmm. And I really do like to sort of lead with that because I think some of us, you know, look at the brain as a very, I mean, it is, it's a very obviously complex system. And I think we're still figuring out a lot about the brain. I think there's a lot of things that we don't know about it and understand about it. Um, but really, I also think that there's a lot of things that we can do 
um, to uh, really promote brain health. The other um, study that I really like to uh, teach people about, and I think is a good sort of introductory to the importance of environment and brain health, is that we've proven with research how much our brain and nervous system is affected by stress. And the research that often is um, referenced to this is that we have done research on um, the military and individuals, and this is one that was referenced a lot when I worked with the military um, over in Germany, was that uh, drugs that we knew did not cross the brain barrier so that they were too large to usually cross that blood-brain barrier. We found that without a doubt they did cross the blood-brain barrier when uh, soldiers were in a time of deployment or increased stress because of this, um, you know, being in a deployed war zone. And so stress too has a great effect on our brain and a brain barrier because of the fact that it sort of breaks that down. So a couple of points, Megan. Uh, one point, it would seem to me that if in fact diet and lifestyle can be so important, it it really speaks to the fact that there are a lot of different ways that one can kind of approach the issue of brain health and how do you maximize it. And then uh, I think this issue of uh, uh, stress and the blood-brain barrier is um, is fascinating. I certainly can can relate that to my practice uh, because traditionally we you know we always thought that the blood-brain barrier was basically impenetrable to, to most chemotherapy drugs and cancer. Yet that was almost a paradox because one of the things that um, is discussed often is the kind of mental changes that people experience when they're going through cancer treatment and particularly chemotherapy. And so there was this uh, discrepancy between sort of the belief that the brain was protected by the blood-brain barrier, yet on the other hand, seeing loss of function in terms of brain function by patients who are going through therapy. And so it, it makes a lot of sense to me to consider the fact that um, however we define the stress, that uh, stress could have an effect on that barrier and uh, could put patients um, could could make patients susceptible to um, various forms of uh, brain inflammation or brain injury if they're under um, under stress. And I think it's a really good point to realize that this is really a two-way highway that we'll get into and talk about that not only does the brain obviously have an effect on our whole body and is sort of that master uh, component of the whole body, but also what we forget sometimes is that the whole body affects the brain. And so we will dive more into the fact that this is a two-way highway and how overall health affects brain and brain affects overall health. So join us on the other side of the commercial as we really get this discussion rolling on brain health. You are listening to both sides of the prescription with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact a symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. 
Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis strives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Welcome back, listeners, to both sides of the Prescription Radio Show with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. Tonight, we're talking about brain health. And if anybody out there has questions, please call in to 855-856-1380. So, Megan, uh, I wanted to explore a little bit uh, what you just said before the commercials, and that is the um, the issue of how we look at the brain. Uh, you know, when I was uh, originally went to medical school, we, um, we thought that there were these complex systems that, um, that worked in parallel. And so we, we learned about the body and these systems um, kind of individually Maybe you could say even became at that time with the knowledge we had uh, as much as we could experts in the particular area. But but we all we we as I said they always seem to to be considered in parallel. Now I think we find that that was probably 180 degrees wrong, and we find that with almost any system you talk about, there are these um, interconnections with other systems in our body, and and then. What makes it even more fascinating to me is that when we talk about something like the brain and we try to um, catalog it in terms of uh, its function by talking about neurotransmitters, um, in fact, we begin to see that um, even the majority of neurotransmitters are not in the brain, they're in the mm -hmm. gut. So it, it really begins to make us have to consider the fact that um, even the definition of what is the brain um, is fascinating depending on what you consider the content of the brain is. Yeah, and I really do think that when you look at that, as you were saying, you know, I definitely think that there's a lot of strength in the fact that we do tend to, in a traditional medical model, uh, Western medical model, have specialists that really focus in on one aspect of health and wellness and really understand it. But I do think there are some negatives to that. And one of them is that I think we've tried to isolate the brain and the nervous system when, you know, there is a time and place to isolate it. But really, when we look at any kind of health and wellness issue, we have to take the brain into consideration. 
And I think we have to look at a lot of different things with the brain that we tend to not necessarily focus on. And um, one of the analogies that I use a lot with my patients and to really tell them how no matter what the problem is, is that we have to heal the problem, um, get after the problem, but then also reconnect sort of that brain and body part or body function is that we're really good at this with like a sprained ankle. So, you know, when the ankle's injured, we heal the ankle, uh, you know, and then strengthen the ankle. But a lot of people, if they've ever had an injury, after it heals, they then also realize that there's a clumsiness that goes with it because that brain has started to look at that ankle as injured. So part of rehab is to strengthen it, but the other part of it is to reconnect the function of the brain and the ankle. And, you know, an athlete will know this because of the fact that, you know, even after you go through maybe that eight weeks of healing, you still then have to go and get that ankle back to feeling like it's got its place in space and that it's functioning. So that happens with every other thing, though, too, that becomes injured in our body, you know. And so, for instance, the gut, when we have gut dysfunction, then we don't only have to heal the body, but we also have to heal the way the brain is now looking at that part of the body. And I think that's what we tend to lose focus on a lot because we just, I think, don't either think that this is a component of it or that we think if we just heal a problem that everything else will come back. Um, And the other thing then, too, that we see is that as you get older, Um, something we call neuroplasticity, but the brain sort of gets to a point where it doesn't necessarily roll with the punches as much. So then sometimes you have to do more exercises and brain um, pathway re-education with the fact of healing the body. Um, And so, and I think that that's an important part that a lot of times we don't do. So Megan, I want you to um, go into this a little bit further. I'm trying to understand what you're saying um, it, it seems to me that what I'm understanding you're saying is that if somebody, um, and we use the example because we brought it up of gut health, if, if somebody is ill and part of that illness is an inflammation of the gut, you're suggesting that the brain compensates for that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, if you proceed to heal the gut, uh, the brain also has to go through a process of readapting now to the new conditions. So it's a sort of a survival mechanism uh, that, like a dulling of the brain and nervous system, that can happen sometimes with an injury. And clearly, this is very intricate. It's one of the reasons why we do see phantom limb pain, um, where the nervous system, with any kind of injury, can sort of rewire itself in way, ways that we can't fully explain. But with it, going back to like what you're talking about with digestive health, what we see a lot of times, and one way that we can just explain this pretty easily is there is a part of the nervous system that connects straight to the brain, and it's a cranial nerve, um, cranial nerve 10, which is the vagus nerve. And it plays a big role in gut health. Well, one of the things that I've seen is that even after we can get after some gut inflammation and gut problems, and we've talked a lot about how the gut and the brain are connected, that what has happened is there's been a dimming too of the nervous system and there's been altercations and alterations, I should say not altercations, but alterations that um, then we have to also retrain. And this is one of the things that we term as neuromuscular re-education, but that we don't only just get after the problem, but we also have to retrain um, and strengthen that nervous system connection again with the brain. Well, that's interesting. I mean, to me, that is a component that 
I'm not sure is, is always handled in that kind of sequence. Can you give an example of uh, what you might do with a patient that specifically looks at uh, assisting in that component of the healing process, meaning uh, the brain sort of readapting to new conditions? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a really good thing to get into and we'll give specific actually examples with the vagus nerve and digestion because there's actually very good exercises and things that stimulate that nerve uh, that people can do uh, that often is overlooked. So uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about yoga because yoga does a really good job with this. So we will talk about that as soon as you listen to these commercials and you are listening to both sides of the prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschland. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Wait No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Wait No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Wait No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Wait No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. Welcome back, everybody, to both sides of the Prescription Radio Show. And you're listening to your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. So, Megan, uh, we were talking about this necessity to um, understand both the uh, brain side and, I, and a lack of another term, the body side of any kind of an illness. And that um, even something that would seem to be straightforward, that being, as you gave the example of sprained ankle, being a physical ail ailment, uh, does result in changes in the brain's perception of the function of that ankle. And that process also has to be healed as well as the physical healing of the ankle. 
Yep. And an example, I mean, to think about that too, is anyone who has sprained their ankle, how then a lot of times, you know, they'll roll it more easily and things like that, where, you know, there is the ligaments, but there is to that loss of perception that makes it so that you fall on it weirdly more often because of the neuro part of it. So there is this part, but we just tend to overlook it. And the other thing that I think is really important that's a good takeaway is this is also why exercise is so important throughout the lifespan is because not only because of that muscular component and whatnot, but there is also the component of keeping your brain healthy because of that neuromuscular connection. It's, um, it's interesting. I prescribe to a magazine, which is called mindful and um, they recently had an article which was talking about something you referred to neuroplasticity mm -hmm. but they were bringing it up um, not so much <coughs> excuse me from the standpoint of losing it as you age as the fact that there are things that you can do to maintain it as you age and um, and one of the things that they emphasized uh, was the fact that uh, exercise is sort of a foundational aspect of mm -hmm. maintaining of maintaining brain health. Well, and that's a good segue because for a couple of things, I first too want to um, define neuroplasticity because I think it's a complicated word. Um, I think obviously of plasticity and plastic as um, firm, and so you think neuroplasticity is that the brain can't change, but it's just the opposite. It's flexible. And so looking at sort of that flexibility of being able to keep that the neuro regeneration um, and the brain flexible. So I always like to define that because for some reason, I think the word is sort of not a misnomer, but sort of can be misleading. But we actually look at that plasticity as a good thing because it's that the body can sort of change and the brain can change. And the other thing that's really, you know, important to remember when we talk about the fact of you know, brain reeducation and exercise and neuroplasticity is a lot of this is because it's so important to continue to keep stimulating the cerebellum, which is that pack back part of the brain that's really responsible for movement. And there's so many nerve cells and neurons there that, you know, when we talk about brain health and everything else, we have to talk about, you know, taking in that information through the cerebellum and the motor part of it, the processing part of it, um, that's sort of that middle brain, and then the higher part of the brain that is then the processing and emotions and things like that. So, you know, it's really important then obviously for motion and movement um, and things like that to really keep the brain healthy. And so that's the number one thing that we can do to really help with good brain health is to exercise it on all levels, to continue to use it in the form of, you know, thinking and cognitive, to use it in the form of movement and in the form of processing. And honestly, I think one of the funny things is that we've stopped processing a lot because we can rely on technology for some of the processing stuff where that does have some negative, um, you know, effects on our health. So it seems to me that we're really talking about several benefits that it can occur from exercise. I, I, one of the other things I was thinking about is just the um, the uh, capacity for endurance, for increased blood flow, uh, a, a kind of a general benefit of exercise. But I think your, your point is also well taken that even if we separate the brain um, into segments with uh, different functions, um, we, we never want to forget the, uh, or, or we never want to 
the medical term we use is uh, allow atrophy or lessening of the function of the things that make us move. And it, it is interesting, and, I, and I, I'm hoping you'll verify this, but in my reading of things, as people age, uh, in, in terms of their general sense of well-being and their brain function, uh, continuing to be active, exercising uh, is really kind of essential to uh, maintenance of brain health. It definitely is. I mean, even the fact, you know, even standing up during the day is a huge stimulation to the brain because we're supposed to be, you know, upright creatures. And you're actually putting in, just by standing upright, um, you're putting in more neuro and sensory, um, even from the joints, from the muscles, you know, all of those things. And then movement is so important because of the fact that that just gives major feedback to the brain. And like I said before commercial break too, yoga does such a good job of brain and body health and muscle health and whatnot. And obviously like if you think of yoga, it's not huge movements or, you know, endurance movements, but what it is, is it's specific movements that really are geared towards different parts of the brain. And so yoga is just wonderful um, for the brain and brain health. And that elongation of the muscle uh, not only helps the muscle and the muscle brains that we have called the muscle spindles, but it actually also gives huge input to the muscle along with breathing. Another thing that actually stimulates the brain more than anybody probably realizes is breathing. And so when you do long breathing um, or controlled breathing, then you really can um, affect the brain in a positive way. And one thing that is done um, in yoga that is very good for the brain is alternate nostril breathing, where you actually cover one nostril and take a deep breath and then the other nostril. And that not only engages the brain, but helps to balance the right and left brain. So lots of things like that that have an effect on the brain that we probably don't even think about. Well, I, I think that probably the thing that I would probably want to emphasize at my age is that um, we we sometimes, when we think about yoga, think of it as uh, these impossible postures that people put themselves into. And there are certain yoga traditions that uh, deal with that. But um, we're also, I think in this case, talking about yoga that is really um, really available to, to, to people of all ages and all physical capacities. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I have uh, I have been at conferences where they have um, gone into some of the yoga techniques, and these are things that can be done by people that might consider themselves uh, physically inactive, but still can be very beneficial to them. Right. And that's exactly a great point to bring up is the fact that when we talk about yoga, it doesn't mean that you have to put yourself into a pretzel. It means that you can just go, you can meet yourself where you're at in yoga and get a huge benefit um, for mind, body, uh, and especially the brain. So we will discuss that uh, and so much more on the other side of the commercial. So stay with us and we will be back. You are listening to Both Sides of the Prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. 
Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Perbula, go to BonnieGPerbula.com and for astrology consulting, visit AstrologyConsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com. Essential Nutrients, LLC, is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients, LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of Essential Liquid Nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take Essential products today and start to measure the difference. Welcome back, everybody, to Both Sides of the Prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. And tonight... We're in a discussion about brain health and what you can do to help promote proper brain health and function throughout your life. If you guys have any questions or you're listening and want to reach out to us, please call us at 855-856-1380. So Megan, uh, before we leave this idea of exercise, I I think one of the things that uh, I've come away with in terms of reflection on this issue of exercise is to look at it in a much more broad sense. I mean, sometimes we look at exercise simply as aerobic exercise, walking or, um, or maybe uh, bicycling or, or other vigorous, uh, more vigorous kind of exercises. And certainly there is value in that, but I, I think what I'm hearing from you and, um, what we need to consider when we talk about exercise more broadly is that there are issues of uh, breathing, there are uh, issues of strengthening, there are issues of balance, um, uh, which may be as important as aerobic exercise when we talk about brain health. And that's exactly a wonderful point is that it is important then to incorporate all different types of exercise uh, because it really is the different feedback and whatnot that really helps to keep the brain healthy. And when we talk about brain health too, I mean, it's even sort of interesting to talk about how technology has affected brain health because there's some, you know, interesting things about the fact that we can rely more on technology uh, that can compromise the fact that we don't rely enough on our own brain. Um, There's some interesting research about the fact that we don't 
you know, sort of land navigate on our own anymore. We're all, um, you know, sort of based on different navigational systems and how that, you know, uh, will alter the brain because we don't have to go through the decision making of how to get somewhere. Um, the other thing that I think is really interesting is they've even proven that music has changed the frequencies in music through iPods and MP3s has changed some of the frequencies of music. So they're not as brain stimulating as like the Beethoven and Mozart of the past. Even if you're listening to Mozart or Beethoven on some of the new iPads or MP3s, you're not getting all the different frequencies you did even 10, 15 years ago. So there's interesting things like that too, about then, you know, how powerful going to the, you know, orchestra um, or seeing an orchestra or live music is, um, land navigating on your own which I don't know if you tried to land navigate recently. It's hard. <laughs> like I can't even get to the grocery store without my net. Well, well, um, I, that's a great point, Megan, because in my generation, uh, what we did is we learned how to use maps and even what is went, a map? M M A P. I'll Google uh, it later. <laughs> you, you Google it. But the interesting thing about it is that when you dealt with, Traveling with a map, certainly there was the um, location you were trying to get to, but that location was in a context. So you were not only you were not only learning where that spot with was, but you were looking at it in a in a much broader sense and making other decisions. Because if you made a wrong turn, you needed to know where you were in order to get back on track, and mm-hmm. so you kind of knew where you were. Uh, now. You know, with this paradigm shift in a G in GPS, it's phenomenal that you can plug in an address and it can take you right there. But if it fails, literally, you don't have any idea where you're at. Mm-hmm. And if you then look at the number of brain functions in putting in that address and following GPS versus the map construction, you can see that they're very different things. And and I would absolutely agree with you that probably one of um, one of the issues that really needs to be looked at is the the role of technology on brain health mm-hmm. uh, there was another example that I recently heard of uh, because as I understand it we're moving away from we're moving from the concept of virtual reality to augmented reality and I heard this description of um, eventually you'll be able now i guess they're in the form of goggles but they will actually probably be fashioned into glasses and you will literally uh, be able to put yourself in any landscape you desire and uh, this sounds like a, a a phenomenal a phenomenal advance but it is interesting when you compare that experience of um for example, let's say going to Niagara Falls by mm-hmm. augmented reality, or you physically go to Niagara Falls, they really are different experiences. Mm-hmm. In in augmented reality, you're sort of choosing your reality. And when you go into nature, you have to adapt to the nature. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that is a very different processing aspect for the brain. So mm-hmm. I, I think your point's very well taken. Um, I think oftentimes our technology is unfortunately more advanced than our understanding of its effect on the brain, 
uh, as well as some other aspects, such as the ethics of technology, things of that sort. Well, and I like what you're talking about with the augmented, because if you even think about it, you know, uh, even spell check, you know, very few people know how to spell anymore or even go through the problem solving of the day of how to put together a word, you know, in the right, right sequence because, the, you know, things will spell check for us or how to correct for us. You know, same thing for um, calculators and calculations. There's a lot of people who can't don't even go through the day and make simple calculations because, you know, they'll use a calculator for it. And then even the brain um, activity of communication. A lot of us are in an augmented you know, communication change with the fact that we rely on technology a lot for communication and not face-to-face and other forms of communication. So I think it's really interesting when you look at all of that, you know, put together and how it does then alter our brain and brain waves and how we use our brain each day. Yeah, I think that um, it's an absolutely crucial point. And uh, maybe maybe one of the uh, most important points that when we look at something that's transforming our lives, and I know we're using the term technology very broadly, but, um, and, and we sort of think of that as, we kind of opt to say that it's good, but there may be, uh, there may be significant negative, negative effects of it. Right. And I think that that the things is that when we look at it, like you said before, it is a use it or lose it. So that's where I think it is really important to make sure that, you know, not only some of the things we'll talk about on the other side of the commercial, um, when we get into some of the supplements and other things you can do for brain health. But I think one of the most important things and one of the things that we have the most control over is the activity level of our brain. So physical activity of moving our muscles and then processing of not only processing, you know, to get through the day, but then also uh, problem solving and whatnot, which we tend to not do as much as we used to. So I think, you know, we have to look at it uh, as a full picture. So we will talk about that and also get into uh, diet and supplements and what we can do for a healthy brain. Um, After these commercial breaks, you're listening to both sides of the prescription. And I'm Dr. Megan Kirschling, and I'm here with Dr. Ron Kirschling. Unleash the obstacles that bind you with certified professional coach Joanne Charette, a master practitioner in energy leadership. Joanne can help you break through personal and professional barriers and guide you to a higher level of empowerment and fulfillment. Passionate and dedicated, Joanne engages with her clients on a mutual journey. Her dynamic energy will motivate you to move forward as you partner on a venture to greater results. Isn't it time to make a breakthrough and commit to live the life you deserve? Invest in yourself and let Joanne Charette be the catalyst to the realization of your dreams by making them a reality. Based in Quebec, Canada, Joanne is also a space coach using social media and Skype to work with anyone anywhere around the world. Contact Joanne Charette today at 819-360-3266 or email her at actionrealization at live.ca. 819-360-3266. Now is your time. Hello, everybody. This is Coach Betty Louise, and I have a question for you. When is the last time you looked in the mirror and saw your amazing beauty and sexuality? 80% of women do not have a positive body image. 97% of women do not like something about their bodies, and over 10 million women have eating disorders. 
In addition, at least 40% of women are sexually repressed and one in seven marriages are sexless. I've just completed a book called Healing with Pleasure Medicine. What I will teach you is what gets in the way of your ability to see your beauty, sensuality, and sexuality. How to shift your perception to increase pleasure throughout your entire day. Okay, the place to find all of this information is CoachBettyLive.com. One more time, CoachBettyLive.com. Look forward to connecting. Welcome back, everybody, to both sides of the prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. Tonight, we're talking about brain health and things that we can do to promote optimal um, brain and nervous system health throughout your lifespan. So, Megan, I, uh, we certainly wouldn't want to miss in a in a discussion of brain health the consideration of diet and supplements. As we've talked about this. And we talk about this uh, intimate relationship between brain and body and all the interconnections that occur. Um, it, it seems to me that um, if we're talking about diet, we're probably talking in brain health, as we talked about when we talked about gut health, about probably a diet that you might describe as being anti-inflammatory. And that probably means more a more low-carbohydrate diet. Yep. So I think there's a couple things to really uh, take into consideration. When we're talking about the brain. Um, number one is the fact that when we look at the brain um, and the nervous system, I think the number one diet that has research-based information about it is the ketogenic diet. Um, the ketogenic diet is a low-carb diet, um, low-carb, high-fat uh, diet that really does help to feed the brain and take away any inflammation uh, that might be going on. And so it's been used since the 1930s for seizures and other brain disorders, but does have a lot of positive effects on brain health overall. Well, we really need fats for the neural function of our brain. Right. And really remember that the brain and the nervous system itself is really fatty tissue. Um, I, if anybody has ever, you know, mm -hmm. seen the brain or, um, sort of thinks of the brain, it's sort of jiggly fat because it is very fat based. And so because of that, you know, good oils and good fats are so important for the brain, but also processed fats and, you know, trans fats and things like that have such a negative effect on the brain and nervous system. And the one other thing that I think is important to remember is remember that in fat in general, um, no matter, you know, if it's brain fat or adipose tissue and fat tissue, that one of our mechanisms of protection is that we store toxins in our fat. So that's another reason why our brain and nervous system is so susceptible um, to toxins. So, and we get brain fog and cognitive problems whenever, you know, there is maybe more toxicity either around us uh, or whatnot, is that it's also then important then to detox if need be um, to promote the brain um, and proper brain health. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Now, Megan, we've talked another uh, broadcast about um, the five supplements that everybody should take or the five that are, are maybe people are not aware of. Um, do you have a, uh, your list of supplements that you would specifically look at uh, if someone came to you uh, and you were talking about brain health? Yes, I do. So um, obviously you're always going to want to look at 
you know, because like we talked about that two-way highway, you're always going to want to look at other, you know, mechanisms of inf inflammation and get after those. But for the brain specifically, I really do sort of have a, a triad. So three that I find to be very helpful. Um, I put people on this, especially after any kind of head injury, concussions, things like that. Um, or for anybody that, you know, has done a detox or wants to promote um, the brain. But number one would be a good oil. Um, this could be a fish oil, it could be krill oil, coconut oil, medium chain, chain triglycerides, but a good oil because of the fact that your body and brain um, really do well with high quality oils. It's also going to help to sort of take out some of those processed oils and trans fats that we've all been exposed to. So number one in the foundation is a good oil. Then with the good oil at the same time, um, there's two huge anti-inflammatory mechanisms um, through supplements for the brain. Um, one is grapeseed extract. So to increase um, the grapeseed extract, um, some people will do this with vitamin C because of the anti-inflammatory um, and antioxidant um, properties of it, which I think is great. But just that grapeseed itself really does make a big difference um, for the brain um, and brain inflammation. And then vitamin E is also really good for the brain, but there's two types or two families of vitamin E, tocopherols and tocotrienols. Tocopherols are the more popular. They're the ones that are sort of in all the vitamin E supplements. Um, tocotrienols are not as popular, but they've been proven to cross the blood-brain barrier. So I find that getting a vitamin E with tocotrienol in it and taking it at the same time as fish oil and grapeseed extract really makes a huge difference um, and helps to decrease um, inflammatory processes and free radicals in the brain. So Megan, I know with uh, Beyond the Basics that you have a supplement service. Uh, do you have any supplements specific to brain health? Yeah. So our vitamin E, one of the reasons that we carry our vitamin E, that's part of the foundation line that we have um, that you can find on btbha.com. The vitamin E has the tocotrienols in it um, because then you get the benefit of uh, the tocotrienols and tocopherols. So uh, you can take that then with a good high quality oil. And of course, I think the other thing that you're saying is, um, while these three are somewhat specific, you're probably also looking at other supplements that are anti-inflammatory. Yep. So other anti-inflammatory. And then always, like we talked about earlier too, you have to look at the gut. Um, you know, there's no denying the connection then between gut and brain health. Um, the other thing that I think is very important um, for people to realize, and I know we've talked about this a little bit, but we now know any time that the brain is injured, the gut is injured too. And we've uh, really researched this with concussions. So uh, about two after there's been an injury to the brain, there has then also been an injury and inflammatory process that occurs in the gut because of the connection of the nervous system and uh, nervous cells, uh, nerve cells. So an important thing then to remember is anytime you've had a brain injury, L-glutamine, which helps the gut to heal, is really important to take to get the brain and gut barrier and health back together. So that's another thing, anybody who's had a head injury or concussion, I highly recommend to take L-glutamine to heal the gut because that inflammatory process will automatically start up anytime there's been a brain injury. So we are on to our last commercial break um, as we talk about brain health. So we will um, listen to these commercials and then we will be back shortly on both sides of the prescription on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. 
animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly Life is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daly Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Hello, I'm Steve Fagan, and I'm president and CEO of Fagan Associates, but I'm also a life coach. I'm here to help you reach your dreams, goals, and objectives. As a life coach, it's my job to be your support, to be your teammate, to help you understand what is your dream, what is your life passion, and then together we work as that team to help you reach your specific goals. Life is worth living the best you can be. Working with a life coach, you're fulfilling those dreams and goals is your passion, and it's your way of living. Let me help you do that today. Let me help you really reach the best that you can be as a person and live the life you should be living. I'm Steve Fagan. I'm a life coach, and I'm here for you. Contact Steve Fagan at FaganAndAssociatesInc.com or call 1-800-239-2701. And I'll be glad to help you move forward to live the life of success. Reach your dreams, your goals, your objectives. We can do it together. Welcome back, everybody, to both sides of the Prescription Radio Show with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. Tonight, we tackled the issue of brain health um, and really promoting optimal sort of brain function throughout lifespan. So with that, Dr. Ron Kirschling, I'd love to sort of get your summary and what you thought of the discussion tonight. Well, I think I think this is an interesting point, and as we brought out at the very uh, beginning of the discussion, is that um, one of the the things that has to be disconcerting is the prescription aspect of brain health. And as you mentioned, when antidepressants are the second most commonly prescribed drug, it it makes you concerned about where brain health is going. And also it brings into consideration of whether or not uh, brain health is best, best handled by prescription medications or are there other ways. And I think we, we, I think we brought that out at least we brought out several points that I think are important. I really liked uh, the idea you brought up, Megan, about the fact that when we look at brain health, we have to look at at every single process that we're involved with. And that also, I think, indicates to us that there are so many different ways that we can approach brain health if we're conscious and attentive of the influence on the brain. Uh, we talk considerably about this uh, fascinating issue of um, the brain and the body and how they interact. Uh, I thought it was fascinating, your example about the sprained ankle and the fact that it's not just dealing with the physical ailment of it, but you also have to look at it in terms of healing the brain. I think a very important term that is part of the discussion now is neuroplasticity, 
the flexibility of the brain. And we talked about several things that are important. Important. I think one of them was exercise, but looking at exercise very broadly, looking at it from a standpoint, not only of aerobic exercise, but muscle strengthening, balance and breathing. We brought up and I think we maybe just touched uh, the uh, tip of the iceberg, but the issue of technology and how technology affects brain health. And then we finished up with uh, a discussion about diet and then some specific supplements that one could consider, that being uh, forms of fish oil, vitamin E, particularly the tocotrienols and grapeseed, grapeseed extract, as well as this relationship with the gut and uh, the possible need or almost always the need to look at healing the gut as well as the brain. So again, an interesting discussion. Yeah, and I really do want everybody that's listening to take home the fact that we do have a lot of control over brain health um, and optimal brain function. Um, the brain probably is one organ more than anything else that, you know, it sort of follows that use it or lose it paradigm. But that, you know, by not only supporting and feeding the brain the right way, but also activating the brain um, with exercise and with mental processes um, throughout the life, that that does make a huge difference. And I do think it's good to remember sort of that quote we started with, uh, to remember you, when it comes to the brain, everything we eat, everything we do, all the people that we surround ourselves by, every emotion and thought process that we have in our body turns into a chemical process, turns into neurotransmitters, and has a direct effect on our body and brain. So we really do have a lot of control then over health, wellness, and brain health. Interesting discussion, Megan. Um, and certainly if people wish, um, you have a lot of information that's referable to this um, at uh, beyond the basics. Yes. If you're looking for other information, there are um, blogs, podcasts, and other things at beyondthebasicshealthacademy.com or btbha.com. I know that there is even podcast, I believe it's either 116 or 118, where we get into a discussion with a functional neurologist about brain health. So anybody looking for more information, I recommend that you check that out. And for everybody else, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you join us again next week, Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, as we talk about more pertinent information um, from both sides of the prescription. So we thank you for listening. And I am Dr. Megan Kirschling, and we will be back next week with Dr. Ron Kirschling as we tackle more health and wellness topics. And you are listening to BBM Global and Tune In Radio. Thanks, guys, for listening. You've been listening to Both Sides of the Prescription with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. So many times, people are only given one side of the healthcare story. Here, you get both sides. Tune in next week as we discover Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron's Both Sides of the Prescription. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.